Okay, so we have a ton of people that have been coming to us that have been asking about what's going on with our bundles, programs, which one's best for me. That's the beauty of what we just did. Sal spent all this time the other day getting on the green screen, going in, in detail. He's preaching to you about these programs. What is Maps Green? What is Maps Black? What is Maps Red? Is it right for you? Get on there. Go to the website, mindpumpmedia.com. You guys can watch the video so you can explain in detail each program. We got huge promotions going on right now. Mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. We just had a great, great interview. It was our second time having Eric on the show. Erica is... It's been um, over, it's been a year. We love Erica. We love her. Let's be honest. Her, she's such uh, we, she, we she actually has such put, a great message. We put her We put her shirts on. That's the first time we've done this. We didn't do that for anybody else. Yeah. No. Yeah. She no. better... She better I will rock that shirt and yeah. I will get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just so you know. We, we love her because she's got such a great story, a great message. She's very transparent with her own evolution and fitness. Um, she decided to start a brick and mortar business so she could be in closer in contact with the people that she's working with. Um, a lot has happened since the last time we've seen her. Remember, she was just really coming up. Yeah, coming up. And, you know, that's how we found her. She she was uh, voted for one of these girls on the cover of Women's Health. Mm-hmm. And that's since how then, we, she was on the what, cover of Yahoo. Well, and, she, oh, she's had all kinds of stuff that's yeah. happened since then. She started a reality show. I think she's had like a makeup line going on, a sub thing reached out to her. All kinds of shit's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's been neat to watch her evolution and now to see her in brick and mortar, which we've talked a lot about. We mm-hmm. talk a lot about that and the ups and downs of that business, which she gets into that. So th- those of you that are entrepreneurs, uh, building a business, even if it's not related to fitness, if it's in social media, if it's a brick and mortar, we get into that with her. I mean, that was well, a great discussion. she's just discussion. so relatable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's just such a down-to-earth Very person. Very transparent. That, yeah, you just like, you like to hear from that perspective uh, in fitness. You don't get that a whole lot. She's extremely likable, and especially if you're someone battling body image issues or you have a poor relationship to exercise and nutrition or you've never worked out and you're just trying to figure out how you're going to get into it. She's a very inspirational individual and she delivers the kind of the right message in our opinion. She's, the right she's message. lost over 150 fucking pounds. Yeah. Wow. That is no joke. Anybody, anybody that's been through that much of a transformation, I love to listen to their You're story. just not the same person. Yeah, exactly. You literally are. You've lost a fucking human off your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that... Uh, t- transforms people physically, mentally. She dives into that in this episode. Excellent, excellent episode. It was such a pleasure. Highly to have her recommend back. you give her a follow on Instagram. She's got yes. a great Instagram page. It's at uh, Erica Fit Love. So her name is uh, E R I C A and then Fit Love, F I T L O V E. One word. Um, and she's got a website, ericafitlove.com. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So here we are interviewing Erica Lugo, uh, AKA Erica Fit Love. You know, your Bumble game out here is strong. Bumble game? Bumble. Is that like it's another one of those hookup apps? It's a classier version of Tinder. Oh. Like people are it, educated. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Is there such a thing as a classier version of yeah, Tinder? They're, they're Explain educate, this, please. Educate, Let's rumble with the Bumble. Educated. They're, I like Adam, it. it's like Grindr. Sorry. No. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're educated and have jobs. You know. So. Oh well, well, now you're now you're offending so all the, the now you're offending guys. all the Tinder people yeah. right now that are like, "Fuck you, bitch! I have a fucking job and I'm on Tinder." <laughs> okay, but really, just, what's the difference? It cannot just be just so job. Bumble. The woman has to like she's yes. the one has to approve it. Whoa, right. you you send you, know it, you seem this. to know a little bit more about this. Uh, what? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, no, I've, I've heard. Uh, who I've heard. About my this? friend told me. Friend. My no, friend I'm told me. I'm asking for a friend. No, my actually, my girlfriend explained this to me. She said that she was telling me how brilliant it was because it gives women more power to right. who they can talk to. Okay, so you got to let's let's step me through this. I'm genuinely interested in how this. Are we this literally app- recording this conversation? Oh yeah, probably. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> We're going. Probably. Let's roll. What's okay. uh, tell us? Tell us how Bumble works. Yeah. Um. So here it's funny because literally you do a. a a mile radius in Ohio. I have to go like a radius of a hundred people to get like a a mile radius of a hundred miles to get like decent people. Oh wow! Here I step off the plane. I do less than a mile radius, and it like goes all night long. Like I'm in bed. Like I you're like fall. this is great. I don't even have to right. leave the airport, and I can hook right. up with somebody in the bathroom. Seriously. This is fucking it just, California it is awesome. Going. It just keeps going. So then you find someone, Meet and then me you're by like the bush. Then it's like <laughs> then it's like a high when they're like you matched, and I'm like yes, this hot dude said I was hot back. Let's start talking. <laughs> so then. Then I have to reach out to them and then you just start a conversation. So the girl does have the first opportunity. The guy mm. can't reach out first. So on Tinder, it's like you go on there and a guy's like, hey, baby, what are you doing at eight o'clock tonight? You so fine. And you're like, done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Here, we get to start the conversation. So oh. it's like. It's like real life. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically. But like last night, I'm laying in bed. I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, let's just do less than a mile radius. And I swear, Whoa. I could. I kept going and going and well, going. You know what they call San Jose, right? No. Man Jose. Yeah, man Really? Jose. I'm gonna, yeah. like, when I was on Santana Sausage. Row yesterday, I was like, City. Yes. Is what they call yes. it. Yes. 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 Like, <laughs> swipe just, right. If swipe right. If you're a single woman, San Jose is the best place ever. If you're a single man, it's the worst place yeah, ever. Yeah, people out here have height, too. Like, in mm. Ohio, everyone's like 5'9 and under. Are they really? Yeah, it's really depressing. We should go live, We should go to Ohio. You know, you know, you know what? Movie? What do they call yeah. someone? You're much taller in person than yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just like little tiny little petite thing on your own. Yeah, I really did. I know you pointed out no, on there. You I'm tell, not. I know you tell people all the time, like I'm a, I'm a bigger girl. This yeah, and that. I'm not, I am. I'm not. No, you've got them you were athlete, like, you've you got look, them athlete. You teams. look like you yeah. are definitely like a collegiate level, like volleyball basketball or volleyball player. Yeah. You guys make me feel yeah. so good. Did you play those things? Hell no. Really? No, I've been overweight my whole life, like sports, and I've never been athletic. So okay. ever. I bet you would have been a badass. I actually remember. Yeah. No, I actually remember trying out for basketball in high school, and the coach looked at me and was like. <laughs> Like when I was dribbling and everything, like I was that uncoordinated. Oh, really? Well, that's yeah. probably because you never played them. Right. But mm. I mean, I was just bad in general. Like, uh, yeah. But now you like to work out, right? You love oh my God. Out. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, bet you'd be, I bet you would have been a badass. I want to do volleyball. I mm-hmm. think I would totally take over that court right now. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Volleyball or basketball. I can't imagine you not being good at it. I mean, well, when, I'm but, like an Amazon. I mean, <laughs> have you seen me? <laughs> Wonder Woman. You, how, how tall are you? Are you Wonder six foot? Um, I'm 5'11". Yeah. I would, you, yeah. Could, you could round up to six foot. You look six foot. Yeah. That's <laughs> like barefoot. I'm just going to, okay. So that's what I need to put on my Bumble profile. No longer 5'11". Yeah. yeah, how many? Get do, a whole new demographic on a, on a on real here. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm really interested in this Bumble thing because I just I didn't. Okay, so I didn't get this right. So I, Katrina and I have been together for like six plus years. We're pretty much married. We have two dogs. Live together for a yeah. long time. So I I'm uh, post tender post. Yeah, the gen, that dating. I would have just meant. mopped up. I feel like if <laughs> I had these resources. Y'all are like a meat market right oh. now. Okay, you'd been snatched up in a heartbeat. So, Don't you worry. So what's it like? So what what is it like? Uh, you know, and we're we're, we're close in age, so you know, and so you've been I'm younger. You, you were how much younger? Are you? <laughs> she, she's a, no, she is. I'm she's 27. How old are you? You're 27. How old? Oh shit! No, no how no, old are not. you? <laughs> I'm 35. Okay, I just turned 30 on Christmas. Uh, okay, yeah. so we're a little, you're yeah. a little bit, little bit younger, but yeah. not that much younger. A lot so of bit younger. We uh, we were almost in high school together, so. <laughs> 
we you've you've been around the dating game before and after. Yeah. What is the evolution of that it's been like? For well, remember, back. I was married too for a while. I mean, I got married. I got engaged. Yeah, at that'll 19. fuck your game up big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's I want out a date. Real when hard I do to that. get laid when you're married. Right. Okay. Exactly. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is it? Can we can we get that part out of the vo- this broadcast? Because <laughs> I'm sure my ex husband will probably listen. Um, but yeah, like dating is completely different because I've been divorced for three and a half four years now, so it is so different. And now too, like I'm fit, I'm confident, like I love who I am, so it's even more fun because I don't have to like. Settle. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Before I was like, oh, well, you know, no one wants to talk to me. And my confidence wasn't that high. Now, I mean, I've always had a huge personality. Don't get me wrong. I've always been very open and bubbly, but now it's like, game on. Yeah. And I, I'm not nervous. Like, I don't have any problem going up to someone in the bar and getting their number myself. Like, oh. that's just how it is now for that's me. That's great. Yeah. But, um, Dating apps are funny now. It's funny, but it's a ter- it's. Do you find are, are, they, are they? I feel like they wouldn't be very successful. I they're mean, not. They're not. They're just I more. Honestly, fu- is it more fun? Yeah, it's like entertainment. I guess you know, like who doesn't like to? It's to a great spend- confidence booster. Not even that, but like who doesn't even want to just like get to know someone again? Do you know what I mean? Like that's what's fun about like the dating apps. Just literally, it's a crazy world out there. When I say crazy world, I've talked to some nutty people who've got crazy weird fetishes and like. It's just a hot mess out like there. So, like, like, <laughs> yeah. who's the like asshole with the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Come on, man. My bad. <laughs> but no, I think I think I'll meet right someone through someone. I'm never going to meet someone through a dating app. Like that just won't happen. You don't think so? Don't no. say never. Yeah. I don't think I will. Can you you know what, where though? is it going to happen? You know, it is really hard out there right now. Like, first off, I'm Amazon. I'm like six foot, round Stop up six foot, that. right? Stop yeah. saying that. You're not but, Amazon. You're a tall woman. Okay, I'm you're a Shiro. tall woman. Mashiro. Yes, you're a tall woman. So, um, you know, Wonder Woman was from was an Amazon. Yeah. You guys know that about yeah. the comic? Yeah, but she uh, had like a really that. killer boob job. So that's my next step then. Yeah. Um, but no, like it's really hard dating, being in fitness the way I'm in now because my life is so public. Yeah. So you can literally Google my name and everything will pop up. Yeah, I could see that. So it's really intimidating for people to be like, whoa, this girl is everywhere. And I vlog everything. And But don't get me wrong. I'm not going on a date being like, hold on, let me give it the best camera angle. <laughs> you know, like I won't ever, ever do that. But my life is so out there. People are very intimidated. Have you that. used that line yet? I used that one time. I felt like such an asshole. What'd, What'd you that? say? Just Google me. Just Google me, yeah, bitch. Just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> that was an. Someone kept asking me a bunch of you stupid questions. I'm like, that? just yeah. I said, just Google me, wow. dude. Yeah, and I felt like such an ass, pretentious <laughs> asshole afterwards. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I just said that. But it was just I was like doing. I was multitasking, and somebody kept asking me, asking me, asking me questions. I'm like, dude, just 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 Google me. And then I thought, oh my god, that sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> it does. It does, it does. right? Mm-hmm. So it's when bad. now give me, do you have any? Can we have a story? Can we can we talk about <laughs> one of these uh, bum, bumblebee tender uh, dates gone wrong? <laughs> I know, bumblebee too. I, yeah. I know. I know you've got to have it. At least oh, one of them that's kind yeah. of blown up in your face. Like, um, honestly, I feel like I screen people very well because I'm very, very cautious because my life is very public. What does that look like? So, so you ask certain questions that you that you. Well, we got to back up a little bit. Like, how does one of them get your attention first? Um, mm. first off, if your height starts with five, you're out. I'm mm, sorry. Okay. Just what do you call people who are you know their height starts with five? A friend. Salve definitely. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. wow. Hey, that friends, terrible. automatic friend zone right, right there. I mean, that sounds really <sighs> terrible, and I probably sound really, really shallow. What if they have a crush me? fetish, though? They want you to stomp on them. That's you know even worse. We're just going <laughs> to. I'm not even. I don't even know where that came saying. from. That's going to be. No, we're just not going. I'm not down that road. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
You know, Hi. those guys need love. Hi, can you scissor okay, my so head? Okay, so you smash me? Five eleven and you. down. You're in the friend zone. Six yeah, that o'clock. Terrible, I might, but hey, you know what? I might fall in love with somebody who's five eleven. So that's Call typically me. what. Yeah, right. That's typically what happens when you, you say shit. Like okay, that. so they got to be six foot or more. Yeah, just because my height is like something that's like I I want to feel girly. Do you know what I mean? So sure, like, of I want to feel like a guy's taller. And yeah, Adam knows what you mean. He yeah, about yeah. feeling girly. Totally. So what? So what else? Um, I need you to basically like have your life together. Like I can't be babysitting you. I don't want you to be needy because nowadays guys are needy. I will tell you what, like (laughs) I was dating someone and that person needed me to text them at all times of the day. Let them know where I was. Let them know how I felt about them at least three or four times a week. And I'm like, Ugh. Like, that's another full-time so, job. So I feel that's like a perfect time to say, just Google me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so six, right? foot, just Google me, six bro. foot or taller yeah. and older. Yeah, older, 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 like I'm generally attracted to older guys, for right, sure. Like right. I've never, ever dated younger, even around two two years above me. It's That's kind of like where well, it's Well, it's a well-known fact that men don't really get handsome until after the age of 35. That's anyway, so true. Continue. I mean, look yeah. at all of you guys. Right. You just yeah. Wow, that's yeah. true, huh? Look <laughs> at that. We, we're in, in, the, the in our hairs. prime right now. In <laughs> so our stunning prime. right now. So what, <laughs> anything, what else? Do they have to be fit? Wow. Like, no, actually, they don't. I mean, honestly, I find that being with someone who isn't into fitness as much as I am is good balance for me. Yeah. Because I'm in it so much all day, coming home to someone who's like, man, let's talk about them gains and let's, <laughs> let's go to, you know, GNC and load up Cheers on, on the protein, protein shake. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, and they want to talk about deadlifts and squats and PRs. I do that all day. And it's so overwhelming. You just want to come home to someone and be like, hey, baby, let's talk about like the movies or what's going on in the world. That fitness all the time. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to be able to work out with whoever I'm with, but it's just, it, it can't be constant. Like, I need my space too. Yeah, fitness to fanatics fitness. can be hard to be around when they you are. yourself are one. And it's almost like, uh, I mean, you guys work in fitness. You guys talk to big fitness people. It's almost like it's so competitive no matter what. You can be in a relationship with someone. And even like my ex boyfriend, he was into fitness and he was, he was always eating more protein than me and had to mention it. Or he was always lifting heavier than me and had to mention it. And I'm like, what the heck? That's like, an insecure dude. You right know there. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I just, I, you don't have to be Bitch, in fitness. Bitch, what's your PR over there? <laughs> <laughs> 30 grams of protein? That's it. This is 60. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to be in fitness. We don't. You don't have to be in fitness, but it is a plus. It is a plus because you guys also understand that fitness is a life mm-hmm. and it takes over a lot of your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you have to have an understanding. How is, your, how is your fitness business doing? You just started. Yeah, like a, I did. What did. So talk about that. What did you start? What did you open? Because now you're doing, you're operating like a brick and mortar yeah, business, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I took the leap of doing a brick and mortar. So what happened was I've been an online trainer for what, two and a half years mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people kept going, can you train in person? Can you train in person? And I was like, geez, that's just one more thing on my plate. But I went ahead and I leased out a space in a local gym um, just to try it out, just see what I thought. And I, I fell in love with it. I love the interaction with people all day, you know, the face to face, the different stories. Um, but I just outgrew it really, really quickly. And I was Good for like, you. yeah. And I just, um, I took the leap. I, I was thinking about it for so long and I kept putting it off. And I literally woke up one day and I said, I'm just going to do it. And I made an appointment with a real estate agent. And I was like, I need you to show me at least eight spaces within this range this week. And she was like, Okay. Um, we found one. It was like a little hole in the wall. Like it's literally it's in a um it's in a building that shares um spaces with people who manufacture cars and repair cars. So it's like an old school garage. I walked in, there was holes in the wall, the floors were disgusting. I'm sure there was like pee in the in the corner. Like that's how gross it was, right? And I just said, 
I signed the lease that day. I was like, I'm going to do it. Because I just had the look in my head. And I said, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I signed the lease and I pumped all that money into it. And it's it's amazing. Like, I just, it's home. You guys know what that's like. It's home. Oh, totally. Much respect for doing that. It takes a lot of courage to do something like that. It's scary every single day. It's not easy. No. um, So what are you finding? Because before you did that, your social media success was growing. (laughs) You're obviously online clients growing. Yeah. Opening brick and mortar, which is where we started. So mm-hmm. we all started that way. We went the opposite, right? We did uh, brick and mortar and then moved to the social media kind of internet stuff. What are some challenges that you've encountered doing brick and mortar? Was it was it different or harder than you thought it was? Was it? Um, it's definitely harder than what I thought it was. Um, you don't think about all the little things that go into running your business in person. Online, it's so easy because everything's online. I can have a file for this. I can have a file for that. But when you run your own brick and mortar spot, it's you've got maintenance repairs, you've got equipment repairs, you've got um, the emotional dealings of people face to face. That's what I would say is probably the hardest. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I take on people's emotion 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, You You start to feel that energy. You do. You do. And it's um, sometimes and it's funny that they all you when there's a full moon outside, you feel it because everyone's in the same funk that the the person previous to them was in. So um, but it's keeping that like high energy all day long. That's what's the most exhausting thing. Mm. Um, But it's just all the little details. And man, I'm not like I'm not as organized as organized as what I thought I was. So like the money, you know, the trackings, the things like that, that's, it's hard. People don't realize how hard tr- it really is. Are you is. really trying to handle most all that yeah, on Do you have own? a manager helping no, you out with all this? everything I do with my online clients, with my studio, with my boot camps, it is all me. Wow. All okay. me. So wow. yeah, it's a lot to handle. And are, very, you, are you looking into maybe changing that? Because I mean, you're gonna if you're if you're gonna grow, that's gonna be yeah. Impossible. No, I it's at the point where um, I'm doing interviews for other people to come into my studio at this point because when you run your own studio, you want it to make money when you're not there, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a smart thing to do. Um, so with my boot camps and traveling, I obviously want that revenue to still come in. It's just mm-hmm. a smart thing. Um, but not only that, I'm, it's just it's growing too much, and I'm one person, and I'm a single mom, so it's uh, I need the help. I am at that point this quickly where I need the help. Well, that's a very exciting place to be though. You know, exciting and scary at the same time. Do you find yourself, I mean, we just had this conversation off air the other day about, you know, trying to remind myself um, that a lot of this too is to not get so, because we, I mean, motivated people like yourself, right? That are ambitious, go-getters, you know, sometimes too, we forgot, we forget to be mindful of you know, where we're at right now and actually enjoying the process yes, and the journey. You that's know? really, really hard for me it, it to is. stop and breathe. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I find that uh, common with most all of our type A type or, you know, ambitious personalities. They, you know, we get so focused on these goals and we're so yep. driven because that's what's made us successful in the past that we forget that, holy shit, man, two years have gone by and those were the good years, you know, of, yeah. you know, learning and learning all mm-hmm. these people and watching it grow, you know, right. do you find yourself having to, uh, like pull yourself out and do that so you don't get so caught up or do you have someone you lean on that you feel like gives you good feedback? Um, honestly, my clients are those people, you know, mm-hmm. like I have, they, they remind me constantly, you know, for me, before I started this fitness business, before I was on Instagram and lost this weight, I was living literally penny to penny. I remember when my son was, 
was a year and a half and I was still married, we literally had $5 in our bank account to stretch us after the baby was fed and had diapers. And we would have to go across the street and buy a little Caesars pizza that would last us four days. Or we knew how to play the gas station game where you put in your debit card and it would only pen for a dollar for two days before the full amount came out. Like I have been there to where I was buying beans and I was scared of where the electricity bill was going to come from. I actually had to sell my wedding ring to pay bills. Um, And I remember going to the parking lot, you know, finding this guy on Craigslist and he was going to pay the amount that I wanted for it and going to the parking lot and him giving me cash. Like that was the lowest of the low I've ever felt selling my wedding ring to make ends meet. And here I am now traveling to California and Arizona and Texas and have my own studio and I can do these things and I can give my son those things. And I have to stop a lot because since you have been humbled before, you want to work and work and work. You Mm -hmm. never, ever want to get there again. Right. So a lot of my clients are like, Erica, breathe. (laughs) You know, they can tell when I'm having those days where I'm so busy and back to back. So they help um, coach you. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, in-person training is such a personal thing. Oh my God. People don't understand the relationships that you grow. Some people, um, you know, that's why I get really, really offended by comments online that are like, oh, of course she opened up a studio. It's just another way for her to get money from people. And I'm like, y'all don't know how personal and how hard it is to do that. Fucking internet. Yeah. it's so that that Yahoo article I even did, man, those comments, I'm telling you. And <laughs> I got to read wow. it now. And when yeah. it comes to getting money in fitness, opening a brick and mortar facility is probably not the best way to just make money. No, because you know I'm I mean, saying? you're it's, trading dollars for hours yes, at that point and people there's don't only one of that. you. Yeah, and it's a it's a very I've learned it's a very selfless act, you know, because I am just trading dollars for hours and all of my clients can contest to you that it's not just when you walk into my studio or are you working with me. They have my cell phone number where they text me if they're having bad days. They'll call me if they're at a restaurant and they're like, I don't know what to eat. Or if they're traveling, they'll, they'll text me like, hey, this hotel has this. What can I have? Being a trainer is a 24-hour job, 24-hour, mm-hmm. you know, seven days a week job. And people don't realize that, how exhausting it can be. Well, I'll tell you uh, a couple a couple pieces because I've been exactly where you're at. Yeah. And what'll happen is you'll feel like you're constantly running running away from where you were because yes. you want to get further and further and further Absolutely. away from it. And what you got to be careful for is that, okay, so you have a lot of energy. You're mm-hmm. very motivated. Obviously have an entrepreneur mindset. Um, somebody who you were, pro- you were bound for success at some point or an- uh, another, whether you did it this way or, or another way. What you want to be careful for is that you don't burn yourself out, out. because your yeah. body is it is limited in the amount of energy that it can expel. And you want to be careful with doing that because you're going to put yourself in so many different places that when you hit that wall, it'll definitely be a learning lesson. It's it's the same advice that we give people, really just like the same advice we give people when they're extreme dieting is that, you know, you've got this great goal, you're dieting super hard, you're training super hard and you're seeing results. It's awesome. It's fun. And then just one day you're just like, what is this all for? And you just, and then you go the other way so extreme. And so that's why I say being mindful of the journey is so important. And I've, um, this year I've had to, I don't know if you guys remember from the summer with women's health when I was on their cover, I got really, really sick this summer. I found out I have two autoimmune disorders. Oh, wow. And um, I've really had to to step back and learn to listen to my body because I was, the reason it happened so aggressively and I got hit so hard was because I was going nonstop. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was flying across the country, you know, three times a week and then training online and getting ready for photo shoots and all the extreme. And my immune system just like tanked. 
So have you talked about this with your fans? Do they know? Um, some of them know. I haven't been as open with it because I've just I've been going through the motions myself. Mm-hmm. You know, just officially getting diagnosed this summer, um, and basically having to learn to listen to my body and and treat my body through foods that are going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them don't know, but um, are, it's, are, it's are, are you there. open to talking about? Yeah, it? this is a really yeah, good time to talk to share. I want to share yeah. it um, because it's so many people out there mm-hmm. deal with what I deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know how to live with it, especially well, when it comes it's, to fitness. You know that you're, you're sitting in a room, yeah. each and every one of us have autoimmune issues. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely, a, it's everyone deals with it at some level, it's I feel part, like. It's yeah. part of what makes us so passionate mm-hmm. about a lot of the shit that's out there, too. Yeah. That's a, There's a lot of things that, you know, we, that don't get talked about because we're still learning about Well, right, so uh, autoimmune issues in general are on the rise. Yeah. Uh, and it's an epidemic. It's a silent epidemic nobody's really talking about, but it's huge. In fitness, uh, I just just from observing anecdotally, it seems to be even worse mm-hmm. in people in fitness because number one, lots of people who get into fitness hardcore do so initially. Not not they don't all stay there, but initially because of some kind of deep you know uh, deep seated insecurity, which drives us to overdo yeah. the workout, overdo the diet, overdo all of it, and then number two, the amount of supplements and things that we do to our body nutritionally, which benefit us aesthetically, Mm -hmm. or we think they're going to benefit us aesthetically, which actually have a detrimental effect on our health. And so a lot of my friends, obviously I know a lot of people who who are in fitness. I've worked with lots of people in gyms. I can't, I, I tell you what, I think almost every single one of them, once they hit their 30s, had their body rebel mm-hmm. against them, and mine and, was when I hit close to thirty. So, mm-hmm. so what would you? Can you go into what what happened? Yeah. Um. So, um. It was Women's Health this summer. I was um really working out hard because I had was I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be on the cover of a national fitness magazine. Like, how many people get that opportunity? Um, so I was just really, I wouldn't say I was extreme, but I was doing more than what I would normally do when it came to my fitness regimen. Um, my food was, you know, high protein. I was still doing carbs. I would carb cycle, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was still from what nutrition standpoint, I thought I was still taking care of my body. You know, I would, you know, my greens and things like that. But, um, regardless, I, I was traveling a lot. I was working out harder. I was really stressed cause it's a lot of stress, you know, going through all those major photo shoots and interviews and I'm still a single mom. So, you know, making sure that my son's taken care of and being his, you know, classroom mom and taking care of the parties. Like I still do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing boot camp too. And I remember it was my last Ohio boot camp, um, June, July. And I started to feel like really blah and under the weather. And I was like, well, maybe it's just all this stuff catching up to me and I just need to slow down and it wouldn't go away. And it just got worse. And what I mean by that, like my, my, my fatigue was so bad. Like I could barely lift my arms up. Crushing, someday. crushing. Crushing, like debilitating fatigue. I've never experienced anything in in my life like that. My headaches were really bad. Um, I just felt shaky a lot. I didn't feel normal. My brain fog was immense, like Mm -hmm. immense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, this just isn't right. So I would go to the doctor, you know, my normal family physician. She's like, oh, she tests me for everything, you know, the flu, strep, things like that. Maybe it's something lingering that your body's trying to fight. Um, She tests me for mono came back negative, but we all know like with mono, 
if you've had it for a little bit, it's going to come back negative because mm-hmm. it's only at its peak, like what it's in its first week or two or yeah, something like yeah. that. So she's like, come back later. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like I can't function. My life is fitness and I, I'm a single mom. Like, I don't think you get what I need to do and I can't do it. And I just remember being in tears all mm-hmm. the time. And, and again, no one on social media knew about all this. I was posting like normal. I was doing what I needed to do like normal. Um, and it just went on. I kept going back to the doctor time and time again for a couple months. And finally I put my foot down. I was like, listen, nothing is being done. You need to do something. So I went to um, blood specialists. I even went to infectious disease. Like that was scary. Mm-hmm. Like what could this be? Um, and it came, obviously they did all the blood paneling and things like that. And I even went to um, a holistic doctor as well. And I've really found with my autoimmune disease, like that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, food really plays a major part on how you heal your body. Um, and people just don't don't realize the power of food and what it can do for you. Um, but I found out that I have Addison's disease, which is chronic adrenal failure. So as a fitness person, like that's where your energy comes from, right? Like that's how you function from day to day. So that explained why I was so debilitatingly tired all the time. Um, I also have chronic Epstein-Barr virus. Mm. So that means I had mono back in college, just like um, chickenpox stays in your blood forever and you can get flare-ups like shingles. Mono stays in your blood forever and it turns into Epstein-Barr. And Epstein-Barr is like having mono-like symptoms all the Mm. time. You're never contagious, but it's like having those symptoms. So um, my body, I've learned... Um, goes through flare-ups if I start getting overworked. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've had to learn to listen to my body extreme when it comes to my job and and holding back. So this summer, you know, I put weight back on, obviously, because I wasn't working out like I was. Um, You know, I was barely getting out of bed. I was barely functioning. So I put weight back on. It it was a lot of... um, an emotional and physical transformation too. this autoimmune disorder, learning about who I am and how I'm, how I handle myself when it comes to fitness. Um, so now I, I've learned what I have and how I handle it. I see a chiropractor, um, you know, once every two weeks, sometimes once a week, because just like keeping my spine healthy, a lot of people don't realize like what that can do for the immune system. That's been a game changer for me. Um, you know, I, I do a lot more clean, organic foods, things like that. Um, my vitamin game, you know, like my CQ10 and my fish oils are top of the line. Like I just have to be really, really careful with what I put in my body body um, when it comes to my autoimmune disorder. Now, now how, are you are you needing to take anything uh, to support your adrenals? Um, so I take ashwanda um, okay. and um, not, is it echinacea? I don't remember. I see a holistic doctor sure. um, and it's pure. Just adrenal support herbs. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's so important. Like mm-hmm. I notice night and day difference mm-hmm. if I don't take it. Now, looking back before mm-hmm. this hit you hard, because I know mm-hmm. what happened to me. Okay. What happened to me and I've talked about this before on the show, but um, it seemed like all of a sudden, like I yeah. was, all of a sudden I couldn't fucking eat anything. Yeah. I had severe uh, IBS symptoms. I lost weight, couldn't hold on to it, severely weak, super, just couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. After I came out of it, after I started really paying, because it forces you, doesn't yeah. it? It forces mm-hmm. you to look at everything. It's scary. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. there, nothing will put a mirror in front of your mm-hmm. face like a health emergency. Absolutely. And after I got out of it, I looked back at all the time before it hit me and I could identify all the signs and symptoms that I had ignored, Mm -hmm. all the things I had done that I, did you have any of those leading Mm -hmm. up to that when you felt like you were good and Mm -hmm. you were doing, 
Were there signs and symptoms, little things that you just didn't pay attention to, wouldn't even, even realizing that they were signs and symptoms? Yeah. You know, what they say about your body is um, your body, if you have a symptom of something, that means whatever is is um, being affected is not even working up to 60% for the signs to be showing already. Something like that. That statistic. Um, 60% of whatever is not working is, is not working because you're feeling those symptoms. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ignored it. Like light headaches more than normal. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I'm just really busy and maybe I forgot to eat and I'm just running around like crazy. But the headaches were happening like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was normal because I was so busy. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, being tired every day around two 2 33 o'clock like to the point where i was like i give up like i just can't function now anymore. what would you do 2 30 came around yeah what would you do to get your energy back up oh i would go to starbucks get a venti mm-hmm. you know coffee like we all just we were automatically programmed to think that everyone has that 2 to 2 33 p.m slump in the day mm-hmm. um just from media in general you know everyone says got that afternoon slump let me mm-hmm. pick you up you know and what about the pancakes and what about the headache what about the headaches were you treating the headaches at that point oh yeah pop an advil ibuprofen and mm-hmm. that's just so unhealthy for your body it's not even funny mm-hmm. so um i was doing that for a long time you know and i was doing what you think is what the media makes you think is healthy um and it's not mm-hmm. so it got to the point where like you said where you had to look yourself in the mirror and have to go through every single thing like you literally weed out everything when you see yourself mm-hmm. going through that health emergency do you care. do you believe in like everybody has a purpose like you're put here yes. there's something you're supposed to do yes okay because i i believe that yeah. i believe that, that absolutely we, and i i'll tell you what uh you have um in uh People connect to you very strongly yes. for many, many reasons. But one of them is because uh, you're very connect. You're very down to earth. You're very grounded, um, and you're very honest with your message. And I have to believe that you've gone through this process to be able to help people uh, through this process themselves. Mm-hmm. Because you went through what you went through with your fitness journey in a very short period of time. Now, yeah, mm-hmm. is the classic. Uh, we see this all the time. Mm-hmm. This is the journey that clients go through. Some of them don't make it to where you're at right yeah. now. Oh, and some of them, yeah, it's it almost years and years and years. Because you literally yeah. did that. You went from yeah. completely, you know, I was overweight, unhealthy, eating whatever, to, oh my God, I can lose this weight and I can yeah. work my ass off and I can diet hard mm-hmm. and I can power through it because now, I, I have- great and, you know, I got all this momentum and right. I'm going to go 100%. And, and nothing will stop me. I'm beat, you know, my, I have the mentality of a champion and I'm just going to push through it to the point where you ignored- Symptom mm-hmm. after symptom after symptom until, and again, this is how the body works. Yeah, it will t- it will speak to you, and if you ignore it, it will yell at you, mm-hmm. and if you ignore it, it will knock you down. You yeah, will never win. You will never down. win. If, yeah. At some point, it'll get its message across, mm-hmm. and and it's you know watching your journey. Uh, I can't say I didn't think that that might happen because I could see how much energy you mm-hmm. had, how much energy you were putting out, and I remember thinking, like looking at your Instagram and your videos and your boot camps, and thinking. How I hope like I don't know how she's going to maintain this because mm-hmm. this is I hope she doesn't crash and burn like all of us have experienced. Right. I always no. tell people your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Yep, and that's just who I am as a person. I am like a go getter. Like when I get something in my mind, it needs to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just um, a I very yeah I'm a very grind now, shine later, you know, climb to the top kind of personality. So it's hard for me to step back. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like I won't be able to keep this lifestyle and keep this career that I love so much if I 
don't listen to my body because we're all made so very different Mm -hmm. and we all struggle with things so differently um, that fitness in this life is not a one size fits all. So, and think about your message. Think about the message now that you can communicate. Yeah. Like it's going to be so much, it can help people even more. Yeah. And I think, and I think with social media, especially, you know, and I find myself doing this a lot too. And and I wrote that post um, earlier on Monday. I don't know if you guys saw that, you know, to the, to the single mom who's really tired or Mm. to the person who feels like they can't keep up social media, especially with fitness is so glamorized and it's everyone's highlight reel. And I even find myself like, even with some of my teammates, I'm like, damn, she looks so good. And oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But I've had to learn like, this is my body. This is what I was given. Um, I may not be able to do what they're doing, but I can do what I can do in my circumstances and I can rock the hell out of it. But I'm not going to ever be, um, I'm never going to be a competitor. I'm never going to walk the stage. Like my, you know, I probably could, but my body just is like, eh, you know, the extreme and it's just not going to happen. Their bodies do that too. Right. The, I, that's true. Yeah. The, the, There's true. You that's have true. no, you have so, no idea how many messages oh we God, get yeah. Yeah. from people. The, the, com- mm-hmm. the competitive world is, I mean, that's part of what I speak out so much passionately about is how fucked up that world is. I yeah, mean, it's, they're it's, a terrible of ex- example for people. There's, that is, that's not fitness. And and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm it's, that's an overgeneralization. I know there's a small percentage that are in there that are sending the right message. That right, are really and there doing, are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. So I'm, and I, so if you're one of them, and you listen. Probably if you listen to Mind Pump, you're probably one of them. But <laughs> the rest of them motherfuckers are sending terrible, Plug. terrible <laughs> messages. We're confident. Yeah, no, terrible messages, and a lot of them have the worst eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with more competitors with disorders than I have with normal people in my 15 years plus of training. Uh, fact. People. 100% fact. 100%. They have more psychological, more fucking eating disorders. More, poor connection to exercise, poor connection to diet, mm-hmm. autoimmune issues, metabolic damage. Like I've never, I've trained clients who were deconditioned their entire life, obese, ate horribly, come in and I work with their metabolism, get it faster and get them in shape. I've had people who are working with me now or who've talked to me now who have been on stages, mm-hmm. look super ripped, who have metabolic damage so bad, like worse than I've ever seen. Yeah. Like these are, I'm talking about like like women who are ripped, 111 pounds, uh, who work out like crazy. I'm talking like two hours, three hours a day, eating a thousand calories That's a day. That's insane. That just makes me tired thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But, you know, I have some really good friends who are competitors and, you know, who are going to compete. And I think that's, you know, that's like a willpower, like, like crazy. Like I couldn't even imagine. But for me, my message and what I want to get across is you don't have to like, everyone feels like if you're going to get in fitness, you have to do it for that reason. And I'm like, why can't you just, my message is I just want to live this way because I like it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just want to work out because I like it, not because I want to do something else for it. Like Mm -hmm. I always feel like, especially on social media, you have to be doing the next best thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, half of us, more than half the world is not looking for that next best thing. They're just looking to be healthier, feel better, learn how to work out the right way, not go to the extreme measure. And, and, oh, I, I I watched my my following and the interaction of likes mm-hmm. and comments literally cut in half when I stopped, stopped with competing. the whole yeah the whole yeah, competing thing. It's it crazy. Like, it's very like it's very glamorized, you know. And people want to want to see that best body and physique, but it's it's very glamorized, and that's a shame um, because there's so many people out there that do have issues from. Competing. And I will say this, even from an aesthetic standpoint, when you when someone's healthy. When you're on pictures on Instagram, you know, yeah, you get shredded, you look good. But in person, when you see someone who's healthy versus someone who's not healthy, but maybe leaner or mm-hmm. whatever, 
the healthy person just looks more. It just they have an aura about them that's more attractive. Yeah, I, uh, I, you, I think totally you look, radiant over here. Then I think <laughs> I'm totally radiant. You're, then. You look, you <laughs> look so much I mean, energy. Yeah, you you look fantastic. That has nothing to do with that amazing tan in your hair today. Yeah. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me glowing. let me ask you this: How did you? How were your workout? How was your approach to exercise before all that happened? Yeah. And how was it changed after? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Like you, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see me last even last year, even before the summer, I was a lot leaner. I mean, I was just bottom line. I was smaller. My weight was lower. Um, and I was doing a lot more cardio for sure. Um, cause you just, as a woman, you think that's what you need to do yeah. to get those pounds How down. How much cardio were you doing? Um, I was probably doing about 40 minutes a day, six days a week. Okay. So six so, days a week doing yeah, cardio. That's yeah. And that's not bad, but there would be times where I would have dedicated cardio days and I would do like 90 minutes mm-hmm. in one day. And that's like, that's crushing. And that's on top of your normal resistance training. Yeah, absolutely. And so, how did you do resistance training? Was it like straight sets or was it circuits? Or? Um, I would do like supersets. I mean, I like to, regardless in my mindset has always been keep your body guessing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, every four to six weeks I would do something different. So my strength training has always been supersets, intervals, you know. So high intensity kind of Yeah, I love that kind of stuff anyways. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was was more aggressive with my fitness before I got sick for sure. Um, And that's why I've had to really, really learn and have a new mentality with fitness. Like, you know, it's not an all or nothing. It's, it's, you're doing it because you love it and you're Mm -hmm. doing it because it's good for your body. Mm -hmm. Um, um, it's not, it shouldn't be a chore. Like it, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be something that you have to do and that you have to go to extreme. Like I see all these posts that are like, oh my gosh, got to get ready for 90 minutes of dedicated cardio. And I'm like, shit, I remember those days and how much I hated it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes because I love it, but that's all my body needs. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like my body for what I want doesn't need 90 minutes, you know? So I've just really learned to listen and not be so extreme because your body doesn't need that. It Not only that, that, but it backfires. Yes. Yeah. And you get sick and like literally I still struggle. Like, um, you know, again, I told you if, if I feel like my body's getting too stressed or if I'm doing too much, like you said, your body will talk to you, then it'll yell at you, then it'll scream at you and then it'll knock you the F out. So now I learned to listen when my body is talking to me before it yells at me. Right. So I'll notice, you know, um, like with, um, Addison's disease, like your lymph nodes and things like that will, um, will get swollen. Right? Yeah they'll get swollen. So for me, I'll notice a little bit of my right lymph node starts getting a little swollen. And I'm like, back it up, Erica. You're doing too much. I rest for a day or I take my workout down a little bit and I'm golden. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like my body's like, thank you. That's what I needed. So it's so important to make sure you listen to your body. And the the thing to consider, when when was this that you were diagnosed with these? This summer. This summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even that long ago. No. I'm still learning every day about what what you'll find is the is the 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 more connected you get because you're still, believe it or not, you're still in the early stages. Because you really just were you know, it was this, this information that just came to you was shocking. Yeah. You're still, and it's never ending. You'll never end. You'll, it's never ending. You'll yeah, always this, learn more and more what, about yourself. Yeah. This leads me to ask you, because um, you mentioned that, you know, you, you rely, well, not rely, but you get a lot of good feedback mm-hmm. from clients, right? They give you yeah. your feedback with mm-hmm. your business mind and your, yeah. your work ethic. Who do you have to kind of lean on on the professional of like business and health mm-hmm. and nutrition? Like, do you have another voice that you can... Hey, you know, I've been doing this a lot. What mm-hmm. do you think? Or anyone that you trust like that? Where, where yeah, you- I mean, I've, um, I've, I laughed that I kind of turned into a hippie this past summer because when it comes to like everybody health, does when something happens. Yeah, with their health. yeah, I mean, that's like almost like you go like this is your last resort. Mm-hmm. I think we all grown up to think that the medical world is like your first answer. Like, go to your doctor and get pumped full of drugs, and this is going to help you, and that's going to help you. 
But no, it really doesn't. And sometimes it makes it a lot worse. Um, so I have um, a really cool like hippie community, I guess you can say, yeah. you know, like all natural holistics, um, things like that. And, you know, I have a great group of friends back at home that really, really are supportive. And my, like even my chiropractor, like she's like, well, have you maybe thought about doing this? Or, you know, it's just I, I do have a really good team of people, I feel like, at home that if anything was to ever happen, mm-hmm. they would be the first ones to help me and help me get yeah, through it. One of the biggest things that I learned was, for the most part, obviously there's there's diseases and genetic mm-hmm. disorders that exist, but for the most part, your body by itself mm-hmm. uh, with, with good nutrition and good movement will handle everything. Yes. You should... You should not. We are made to heal ourselves. It, mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Like yeah. your body is so effective at doing it. And if you have to take something to make to feel better, whether it be a drug or even a plant or an mm-hmm. herb or whatever, you got to ask yourself, what am I? What is this bandage covering? Right. And what am I not listening to? Because I know for myself, what I what I even get away, sometimes now what I'll do is I will push myself a little too far and then I'll supplement with something or I'll drink more coffee mm-hmm. or I'll push myself a little more using these things that kind of get me past the early symptoms and it just and then I'll notice it starts to get worse and so it's just one of those realizations like man you know what like I got to really un- like I got to be okay with doing nothing mm-hmm. are you that start- I have to are with. you starting to connect the dots with certain foods like are there certain things that you know have been a av- like I'll give you an example with me man I was when I first started in the fitness industry, um, I I believe that all the things that we sold in our gym would be healthy because mm-hmm. we're a gym and we sell healthy right. stuff. So mm-hmm. so all the supplements, all the speed stack mm-hmm. energy drinks, like, you know, I was like a two, three, like rock star type of dr- drinker a day. Plus I was having two protein, protein bars. And then yeah. I was having my shake, like my BCA, like literally that was every day of my life mm-hmm. for like 10 plus years. And I also attribute a lot of that shit to my psoriasis and now what I'm dealing mm-hmm. with my autoimmune. Do you see certain foods that are certain things that you take that have been hard to wing yourself off or that like you fight yourself with back and forth? Yeah. I mean, I think with just where I was before, I mean, when I was, I mean, I was 322 pounds, so I have an addiction to food no matter what, Mm -hmm. like that's always going to be in my head. Um, So weeding things out, it's always hard for me, like, and it's always work for me. Um, It just doesn't come naturally. So um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to like protein bars, like Quest bars and things like that, like you think are healthier pure one protein bars and you know I'm even going into like the airport now and thankfully they have healthier options but you look at the ingredients and don't get me wrong I'm not like a holistic all natural one of those yogi kind Mm -hmm. of people that are like let me look at everything like I still am a human being at the end of the day I'm still gonna pound the donut like that's just like it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but I'm more aware of what I put in my body 99% of the time so there's a lot of fillers and stuff like that like the protein bars you look at it and you're like what it's mm-hmm. like I might as well be eating a Snickers bar. So, um, you know, it's funny, the health and fitness community, you put fit on any kind of bar and people think it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you're like, what the hell is this? You know, like that fit, cr- that fit crunch bar. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a cookie. Yeah, we just got sponsored by them. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Take that out. Um, but yeah, like I've noticed um, I do have to like I, I've <laughs> you guys might laugh at this, but like even gluten for me, um, it really, really has an impact on me. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed um, and I, I, I used to be one of those people that would like kind of like roll your eyes and be like, oh, this is gluten-free. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But until you're faced with something where your body just cannot function and you start weeding things out, like it's a huge awareness. So when I eat gluten um, and more 
I'm not saying it's cut out completely, but when I eat a little bit more than what I when I what I normally would now that I've been sick, um, I notice like my headaches come on really strong. The next day, my fingers don't even like want to bend. Like it's inflammation. It's, yeah, it's an, absolutely. So you're like, holy moly! Like this really does play a part. It all in, in all everything. of this starts uh, in the gut. Yeah, uh, that's what gut all health the science, is so important. That's what it's all pointing mm-hmm. to. So you probably or you might have had like a leaky gut syndrome mm-hmm. uh, yep, going on. I did. You mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and. Uh, gluten and people will there's some science saying it doesn't exist gluten intolerance but the anecdote is so fucking massive especially among people who have autoimmune like symptoms yeah that when you have leaky gut syndrome which is when the gut gets so inflamed mm-hmm. over time that it actually becomes more permeable to things so things are, start to travel through the gut you know wall or lining yep. and get into your bloodstream gluten happens to be one of those things that is a strong mm-hmm. trigger for people so when i meet people who have symptoms of autoimmune, even if they're mild and they don't have they haven't been diagnosed, when I eliminate gluten from them, among other things, almost always they, they notice feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost they always mm-hmm. they notice uh, yeah. that they benefit. And uh, it's funny, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so we're not as open to that stuff yeah. as you guys are here. Welcome to California. Yeah. <laughs> so um every time I say that, you know, in Ohio or even just like friends and family, they kind of roll their eyes. But I'm like, you guys just you don't realize isn't that funny I, I remember experiencing the same thing when i live in chicago yeah. and it's like you know it, it takes somebody that has some kind of a, a real you know life-threatening mm-hmm. sickness or, or like an injury or something for them to that, open their eyes yeah they, mm-hmm. they just won't listen or, or receive the well even now you know that i've gotten you know diagnosed and it is out there even now people will still kind of roll their eyes like oh it can't really be that big of a deal or like what else do you have to do to remain healthy and I'm like, once you put your body through so much, like I dropped a lot of weight. I was working out a lot. I was eating a lot differently. Like your body just kind of is like, what? So you do have to be really, really careful. And you're at that when you're at that point when you just don't know how to function as a human being, like you're scared, you're tired. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to continue my fitness career. You're willing to do anything um, and look at all options to make you feel better. And I've just really, really learned that food plays such a huge part in it. I just find it so funny that the people that fight that though so much, like they do. It just why do you, why? I mean, and I know we, like and we it's can, not mainstream because yeah. people, identi- and, people yeah, identify yeah, so, with their food. And I know we why. get we get thrown in that. That hippie area, yeah. crunchy guys. Every once in a while, you're cr- crunchy we definitely turn yeah. into it. Like yeah. we, I mean, I, I know we do, but it's like, I mean, to me, it's, I got armpit hair. It's like, it's so <laughs> obvious to me when you talk about how we've evolved as humans, and and to, to compare something that you open up in a wrapper to well, something that that's a whole food. That- and I think just in us being in fitness in general, it's kind of like scoffed at because in fitness. Again, I deal with it all the time. Like, what do you mean you're not eating all that protein? And what do you mean that you're you're eating all these greens and you're not doing carb cycling like this and you're not doing that? And it's just like, that's not what my body needs. Do you know what I mean? And I think fitness is just everyone, when you think fitness, you think high protein, no carbs, tons of cardio, lift weights and show your abs and all this crazy stuff. Well, it goes back to the idiots that people are all looking up to. It's, yeah. the, it's those people in the, that's why I said the well, competitive, culture. The competitive you know, world is the most yeah. fun up because they're the ones that have got a million, two million followers. And that's why I want to change the fitness world. Uh, you know, oh, like that's what I want to do. That's you know? why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're on the we show. Like you. You know, that's, yeah. But that's, it's, just, it's so true. And, you know, most of the, there's such a niche um, 
group of people out there that are being fed a lot of the wrong stuff when it comes to fitness. And that niche market is, you know, busy moms and busy dads who are raising kids and who, you know, have jobs and they just want to be healthier, but they're being fed the mainstream thing of you have to go to this extreme Mm -hmm. to get there. You have to never, ever enjoy life to get there. And you have to eat the same turkey and Brussels sprouts to get there. And that's what they go towards. And then that's why they fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why they fail. And they're pumped full of all this crazy stuff. um, And even those that, and even those people that succeed with the weight loss. Yeah. Then they end up with some other situation later on where they, either they rebound or there's something yeah. happens with their health. Let me ask you this: the, uh, Do you do you meditate regularly or do you take yoga? Um, like slow, like so, yin yoga type. Yeah. So funny. Um, I am not um, a patient person <laughs> at so, all. So, so so let me tell you why I asked you this. I could have 100 percent predicted that you would yeah. be the kind of person that would say I hate meditation or I hate yoga. Yeah, but because we identify you're with a lot it. like yeah. us. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but I've um I've actually learned to do it. So I'm getting better. Um, yeah. One of my really, really dear friends, um, hi, Andrew, if you listen to this, he is taking um, yoga teacher classes. And he was like, can I come to your studio and do yoga classes once a week? And before, you know, if you would ask me that a year ago and been like, hell no, yeah. who are you? <laughs> yoga, whatever. Yeah, weirdos. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now I'm like, yes, like it's so important. Um, like I have, um, it's called, what is it? it's like mind space or something like that. It's an app. Headspace. Yeah. So it makes me take the time out of my day to sit there mm. and like meditate for a hot second. And I, I do truly need it in my day. Like it does make, make a difference. So someone like you will, be, you will benefit tremendously from a regular meditation practice and a regular yin type yoga class. Cause, and I yeah. say that because I've worked, I'm with, so, ah! yes, I've, worked <laughs> with, I've worked with lots of people like you and I tell them go do yoga and they come back to me. They're like, I've been doing yoga for six weeks and I don't notice any benefit. I'm like, what kind of yoga are you taking? And they show me, I'm like, Oh, power yoga, yeah. <laughs> yoga with yeah. weights. Like that's not what I'm talking about. You need to do the super relaxing. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And so here's what helped me because I, I completely relate to what you're talking about. It was exactly the same way. And when I realized that meditating actually made me more productive yes. and actually made me better at my mm-hmm. job, I started applying that same fervor mm-hmm. that I have towards everything towards meditation, which meant I had to buy into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then boom, the results mm-hmm. were just yeah. like incredible. It's yeah. I mean, I've, I've noticed when I do take a class, how much more relaxed and how much more focused I am throughout my day. Again, I think like you said, we're... Um, we're all given something for a purpose. And I think I got to that point of crash and burn. Like I think <laughs> I think my journey of, hey guys, you can lose the weight the health way, the healthy way. You can be a mom and work and do it. Cause mm-hmm. remember I lost all this weight working still. Oh yeah. Um you can do all this the right way was my way to, to capture people. And then once I got their attention that I could do this, then like me going through all this crazy stuff and learning about my body is now to show them the next step of, does that make sense? Like, oh am my I getting God, there? Absolutely. Like, I feel like I was given this, this sickness or this, this, what I'm struggling with for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like, all this, the yoga and the holistic way of living. And you don't have to go to extremes, but it helps you just even small baby steps really, really help or make, you know, help make your different day difference. You do know you, what I mean? Do you feel that, uh, that it was a little bit of a gift for that to happen? Absolutely. Like I remember crying a lot. I mm-hmm. remember crying a lot. And there's some days that I even will still get emotional about it because again, even though I'm preaching this, it's something that I have to learn to still accept every single day that 
you cannot go to extremes. You cannot look like that. Mm. You know, um, you know, I still go through Instagram and I look at all these girls and I'm like, you look at Paige Hathaway or you look at, you know, some even my teammates look so amazing. You know what I mean? But they don't struggle with what I struggle with. So I've had to learn like this is my gift to show people that you can still take care of yourself. You can still conquer. You can still do what you want to do just in a different way. You're actually mm. sending the right message yeah. that needs to be sent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very different when you look like those people and the message you're sending is the one that caused you to burn yourself out. Yeah. The, the message you're sending now or the message that you're developing, because I can hear it in the mm-hmm. way you're talking. The last time we talked to you, uh, when we got off the phone, you know, off the interview with you, we all yeah. said like, oh, she's going to go far. She's got the right attitude. Yeah. Um, but your message was a little different in terms of fitness and it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It was we we could all tell you were in that go 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 yeah. stage Get of fitness. Get a girl mood, right? And now now <laughs> you knew right where she was at. Yeah, we all and, identified with it. And now yeah. exactly. And the message you're sending now is developing into uh, the the one that's really going to make it's going to strike a big chord, b- yeah. and it's going to make huge changes. I'm so glad you're open to sharing. Yeah, yeah. and I'm actually um, filming a reality show um, back at home when I when I when I land. We're filming a reality show that our city and the production. The city is behind us in this production. It's really really wow. exciting. So we're picking five people. Um, We're going through the videos when I get home, but the whole reason is um, transformation in regards to the way people think about fitness. Um, So it's going to be, you know, obviously they want to lose weight and get healthier, but we're not just teaching them like fitness and wellness is about the weight loss and the extreme Mm -hmm. way of living. We're going to actually take them, you know, to a chiropractor. We're going to take them to yoga. Um, We're going to take them to do all these things that mentally and emotionally get them right too. Mm -hmm. um, So they don't have to burn themselves out. So they learn it right the first way versus having to go through the struggle that I've gone through where you're nervous and you're scared and you're like, God, why am I going through this right now? Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm that's I'm really, really excited about it because that's what you just said is the reason why we're doing this show is to prove to them that what you see on Instagram and on Facebook and don't get me wrong, I post selfies all day long. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, I'm like, hey, girl, that's a good lighting. But (laughs) you don't have to live that way. To get healthy. No, and I, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited for someone like you. And I w- I really wish people realized just how beautiful they really were if they just let themselves be healthy. Yeah, yeah. like everybody has this incredible capacity to be beautiful mm-hmm. if they would just stop judging themselves so harshly. Oh, and yeah. stop. I have to I, do that every day myself. It's you know? it's such a difficult thing to do, but it's the way we need to go because yeah. the fitness industry has grown. Let me let me put it this way: mm-hmm. since the 1970s, okay? The fitness industry has grown exponentially. It's yeah. fucking massive now. It wasn't nearly, it wasn't even a fraction of the size it is now back Billion in 1970. Yeah. It has grown exponentially. And what has grown right along with it? Health problems, mm-hmm. obesity, diabetes has gone up with it. If anything, that's grown even faster. Mm-hmm. If fitness, if the current state of the fitness industry was the answer, it's not doing, it's not doing shit. Right. right. We're, we're it's getting, not, we're it's getting making worse. things worse. Mm-hmm. Things are being worse. And, I'm, and I, it, that's one of the reasons why we started the show was because we were all, all of us here were mad that the fitness industry wasn't the answer. It well, I, rem- be. I remember sitting in meetings and I remember actually our company used to like, we used to look at the percentage, like, oh, we're penetrating 4% of right. the population. And we'd be like, wow, that's nothing. Like, and that was the pitch to all of us was like, mm-hmm. listen to how there's so many more lives we can change. And I got to watch it go from 4% to 6% to 8% to 12% to, you know, now they're penetrating 20, like 20% Mm -hmm. of the population now is some working out or doing something health and fitness related. And then to like, like 
to piggyback off of what Sal said, but then ironically, obesity is on the mm-hmm. rise. You know, autoimmune issues are on the rise. Eating disorders. Eating yeah. Dis- yeah, all these these things that you would think it, the health and fitness is supposed to be the answer mm-hmm. is actually getting fucking worse. And that's where we it's got just, so yeah. passionate about you know, doing this. So we said, somebody has got to get out there and voice this mm-hmm. and and make these people aware because if we keep heading this direction, the way we're going, yeah. it's going to get worse before and, it gets better. And you know, I know I keep using the word social media, but because it has blessed my life and I wouldn't, I think I would be here um, without social media. It just probably would have taken me a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but I really feel like health and fitness and wellness is where I was meant to be. Um, so social media has definitely help skyrocket my career. I will never, ever take that back. But I feel like it's a double-edged sword um, because we all, like, I'll have clients even come in and they're like, oh, I only lost two pounds this week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. Like, you're doing it the healthy way. Who are you comparing yourself to? And they'll go ahead and be like, this girl. Mm. And I'm like, that's not the right way to do it. And you know what? Again, I, guys, if you're listening, I can relate to you. There's mornings I wake up and look at my phone. I'm like, oh, that girl. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, th- it's a double-edged sword. And um, that's why I want to change it so, so bad. So, social, so bad. Social media, like anything um, that's you know new, mm-hmm. is a, can be a very powerful tool. That's what Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. You want to think of social media as fire. Like mm-hmm. when humans discovered fire, it had the ability to greatly advance humanity, but it also had the ability to kill yeah. Um, and almost every great invention, look, nuclear energy, like discovering nuclear energy had the potential to power, you know, to give us a limitless we're power. Getting, we're getting in, in deep over Well, here. it's true. It's, <laughs> but we, obviously we got nuclear weapons as a result. Like uh, social media has that as well. And it amplifies both ends. It can amplify the cosmetic aesthetic. That's you funny because my selfies are the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> shit, shit. Oh, it can amplify the, the shitty side of fitness. <laughs> But it can also amplify a message like yes. yours, which may not have been possible mm-hmm. without, without social, social media. media. So I'm very blessed. It's a double-edged sword, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, I don't know if you uh, listened to the Tom Bilyeu episode that we just did. We interviewed Tom Bilyeu. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had a chance to listen to his episode, listen to that episode. An incredible story also. Um, Is he over six foot? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he's married. He's married. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. But he's, but he's, he's probably a, worth hundreds of millions he's of dollars. A, yeah, he's a gazillionaire. I would marry the and guy. he's unbelievably uh, humble. He comes from a morbidly obese family. Yeah. He tells his whole story of Quest and how that was built. But anyways, you know, the point I was telling you is that, you know, he was talking about, uh, you know, right now we are, we are now seeing Generation Z mm-hmm. coming up. And, you know, we're part of X, right? And then Y was after us. And now you see Z. And the the truth about all this, though, is Z doesn't know any different without that. It will become a necessity and all businesses will have to. This Social is, media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it, you know, it is a double edged sword, mm-hmm. but it's also a tool that you will have to mm-hmm. learn how to use if yeah. you're going to be successful in it's business. It's kind of like saying yeah. a computer's a double-edged sword, you know, for back in the day. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Absolutely. Like, oh, Every generation so new, had a oh double-edged sword, yeah, right? Yeah, like, the social media mm-hmm. thing, yeah, it'll get figured out. Yeah. But yeah, you just have to, you know, put, put a right cautionary out tale out there. Well, yeah. I think I think people like yourself are, I, I love like, you know, even like when you, you do your pictures where you show your stomach mm-hmm. and you're like, this is me. This yeah, is who these, I am. Yeah, I have stretch marks. I still have this, this, and you just put it out there for yep. people. I, I really think that that is the future of how people are starting to figure yeah, you're it out. Actually they're from starting a market. to embrace that and yeah, realize. Be, because yeah. they're real, they're slowly realizing mm-hmm. it. The fir- everybody was kind of bamboozled the first couple of years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh it, my gosh, you put stretch marks online. Right, yeah, right. This. And yeah. so now now they're starting to- and Did I Photoshop this? Yeah. What? I, I feel transparency will will be the, will, will take over. And I yeah. believe that people that are and starting- I love that. Yeah, I love that too. And I have, I see, because I, 
I believe in humanity. Mm-hmm. I believe that there, I believe in us. I believe that there's smarter people. I just think that, hey, the social media thing, when it first came out, there was quite a few people that were pretty fucking clever with Photoshop and, and then treated it like a way to market themselves. Yeah. And they were strategic about it. And they bamboozled a lot of people. But I think now... People are becoming savvy. They're starting to pick up on it. They're starting to figure it out. And so you're telling me I need to get rid of that Photoshop app on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the, what is it? The Beautify one that girls do? Yeah. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, there's like a Beautify. Downloading it. No, it's like a Beautify it, yeah. app. But my girl showed no. me. She's like, look at all the girls are downloading right here. She shows me, right? And then she she puts her like a picture of herself and then it goes to this <laughs> app and then just like automatically it's like glamour shots by Deb, you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> instantly, oh, yeah. she's like, like sparkles by her head. I woke up like this, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. No, it's great. So you said you feel like you were meant for the wellness and fitness industry. Yeah, I do. Do, do you do you feel like me, that it might be a stepping stone to something bigger? There, uh, there's, like world domination. Or no, something. no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no um, like presidency. You know, no, yeah, no, not that. You know, I, I do. I'm at that point in my career right now where I'm asking myself, what's next for me? You know what I mean? And I just want to navigate myself through that. But yeah, I absolutely feel like this is a stepping stone for me. Um, what's funny is like, I'm even kind of tossing in my head, like, do I want to step back a little bit from social media and, and be more involved? Like, honestly, like community is so big on my heart lately. Like, I feel like, you know, like check you guys out. Like you guys have this group of you know friends, you guys help all these people. Um, we really hate each other. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, no, but like, I really, really yeah. love the, the personal interaction of helping people. Um, so I don't know where I'm going to go with that. Like, I I have a lot of ideas in my head. I have a product that I'm coming out with, an exercise product that is in prototype right now. Wow. It's really, really exciting. Um, so I don't know. Like, there's so many. Like, I, I, don't, so many. I don't think the I don't think the one on one thing will. You, you'll ever leave that completely. I think even all of us, we it's still, yeah, we still we, have we, it's fun for me. It's my fun. Well, it keeps your finger on the pulse yes. of yeah. yes. fitness and how it's changing yes. and things like that. Definitely. Yeah. So and, I, and if you, when you work with people, what happens and what I saw happening to myself even is when I stopped training people is you start to distance yourself from the realities yep. of actually working with people and all you deal with is social media yep. and our podcast. And so I started online coaching again more so because it keeps, and we have a private forum that does a mm-hmm. good job of that too. It it keeps me in the game. It's almost like being the like a like a like a general, mm-hmm. but then you got to go down to the to the to the field and be oh, in yeah. the middle of the shit so you know what's yep. going on. You got to be able to crawl through it. Yeah, yep. and and but the reason why I asked you if you felt like it was a stepping stone, not because I wasn't trying to you know make you sound arrogant, like oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like, <laughs> it's because your message transcends fitness. It's very much like a, a better your life coach. You know, believe in yourself, grow mm-hmm. beyond. And those are messages that are true for everything. Yeah. Fitness is just a great way to Absolutely. initially Well, that's why I think like with the show that we're going to be filming, um, I'm really, really excited about. So I don't know if something like that. But yeah, I do. I do feel like I'm not going to be training in my studio forever. Mm-hmm. I even will tell my clients, I don't want to do this forever. Um but it's my stepping stone to figure out what my next step is for sure. I think I think it was one of the most uh, draining things for me because you mentioned something earlier. I remember when uh, you know I was pushing out twelve plus clients a day yeah. and classes mm-hmm. and camps and doing all that. And you're and you notice when you when you're in person doing that and you know sometimes the, yeah the moon whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it everybody mm-hmm. is kind of in that and they just no matter how positive because I'm full of energy yeah. too with my clients and totally positive yep. dude but it starts to kind of suck mm-hmm. suck it out of you and then you start to realize like man 
you know, I'm constantly giving myself to all these people. When am I going to love myself? Yes, that's, and, that is that huge for me. Like, um, like my boot camps, this is going to be the last year I'm actually doing my boot <laughs> I got that joke said, yeah. over my head. <laughs> Justin loves on Sorry. himself all the time. Sorry. <laughs> got it. He's loving on himself over there right I know. now. No wonder you're quiet. Like, yeah. you've just been kind of like. <laughs> this, who's, who's the heavy breather? It's not me today. Like, uh, I'm looking at Saul uh, and, and, and Adam over there the whole time. So, I, yeah. Um, no, but like, this is going to be the last year I'm even doing my traveling boot camps because, like you said, I am high energy all day long from 7 a.m. until the boot camp's over at like 6. And I am constantly giving, giving, giving that we're at the end of the day, I get to my hotel room. I'm not physically exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. Mm -hmm. And that is more draining than being physically exhausted. And I do that all the time. Completely. Yeah. So, and it's, um, it's come, it's almost like a, a, like a humbling experience, I guess, because when I get back to my hotel room after being like on a high all day and emotionally draining, then you come back to your hotel room. It's just you. And you're like, who's there for me? Mm -hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, who's there to lift me up and be positive for me? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. So Absolutely. that's why this is, um, you know, people go, well, why are you doing it? Why is it your last year? It's so much fun. And I'm like, y'all don't understand like how exhausting it mm -hmm. truly is to do this. So one of the best pieces of advice I had in regards to this was years ago. So I, I had the, the pleasure of training um, some very, very high level uh, surgeons uh, and doctors who worked uh, nearby because my, my facility was, I had a wellness facility and it was next to a hospital. And uh, one of the people that I trained was, uh, she was a female uh, surgeon, one of the best in the, in the country. Um, and she was just a badass. I, I respected her so much. Number one, knowing that she's in a boys club and that when I, and I trained other male surgeons and surgeons don't typically say good things about each other. I don't know if you've ever worked with doctors, but it's very much like they call a, it the God complex. Yeah, mm. but every time I brought her name up, all the other surgeons were like, "Oh my God, she's amazing!" So she was just very well respected, and she would come in, and sometimes she would be a little down, mm -hmm. and I'd ask her, you know, if she didn't mind, you know, telling me what was going on, and she'd tell me about a patient that she just worked on, and like there was one lady that she worked on, and she went in because they saw some stuff on a scan, and then she opened her up and saw that her. Her, there was she just full of cancer, and mm -hmm. she had to close her up and tell her basically that she was going to die. Yeah, and she would be sad for about ten minutes, and then she snap out of it. And this would happen sometimes. That's that's mm -hmm. part of the job. And I remember I asked her one day. I said, you know, I said, how do you like? I can't imagine dealing with that because I'm pretty sure you've lost people mm -hmm. on the operating table. I'm pretty sure you've lost lots of people that you've had to tell them that they're going to die because she worked on cancer patients. I said, how do you deal with that? And she said, well, in the beginning of my career. It drained me and destroyed me so much because I owned, I would let, I would yep. start to own what Their they emotions. felt. Mm -hmm. And I learned, I had to learn how to be empathetic without owning what they were, what they were experiencing. Because I realized that if I did that, as much as I love them and I wanted to, to feel what they were feeling, I couldn't do my job and I couldn't really help them. And I'm here to help people. I need to be able to not own people's emotions and feelings. And that really, that's made sense to me so much and from that day forward I found myself not being as exhausted because when you work with clients anybody who's listening who's mm -hmm. been a trainer yep. will tell you they're going to come in especially if you've been training for years you're going to hear about their family you're gonna oh, yeah. you know intimate. everything yeah. it's and, the most intimate thing ever I and think. you and if you if you own that like it'll it'll hurt it'll destroy you like yeah. you work with 10 people you got 10 different issues going on yep. you go home you have no time for your family no time for your friends Worse, worse than that, you have no time for yourself mm -hmm. because you're so spent. And I learned to not own those things, and it made such a huge difference. Yeah, I'm learning. I mean, this is my first, 
you know, couple months into owning my own studio, you know, so I'm learning slowly how to separate myself from those emotions. Like I have a lot of clients who are going through some pretty heavy shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, and their workouts with me are the way they let it out. And that's what they look forward to because they know they have a non-judgment space. They can let it go. Um so, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's hard for me because I'm a very attached person. Like I take people very personally mm-hmm. um, when, when I'm working with them. You and seem I, like I you're very them. empathetic. Yeah. Like I just, I love on people, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so it's hard for me to detach myself, but I have to for my own well-being a well, lot of the time. Back times. to that greatest strength, greatest weakness. Yeah. These are yeah. your great strengths about mm-hmm. you. You got to, you always got to know that. You got to be able to do that. It's so hard for us to do Can't that. Can I with... just be cold? Can I just be a bitch? <laughs> 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 oh, like why just, not? Like, you know, like Justin over there, all quiet. Just not cold. talking to anyone. I love that, you know, you are like this everybody. and you do share that. And since you are, let's do this because I feel like you're a type of person that will do this and most people, most guests don't because they're so insecure with themselves <laughs> is, oh, you know, I feel like, you know, I can look at my life and I and and people that are very ambitious. I I think I I'm not alone here. Save me if I'm if I am. So please, Sal. Uh, <laughs> is you have these different silos in my life, and I and I'm like, yeah, I'm kicking ass at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm kicking ass at that. Fuck, I'm not kicking ass yeah. at that. Oh god. When you yeah. when you when you look at your life like that and you evaluate it like everything, you know, everything from being mm-hmm. a mom to social to friendships to yeah. business to your diet to wow, how you're loving yourself. What 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 do you feel like? You're kicking ass in, and what do you feel like is your fucking Achilles heel, or just keeps getting? You? Um, honestly, I feel like everything's my Achilles heel. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm fucking up with everything. Yeah, right no, now. it's just, just um, keeping it real. My personality is a very go getter personality, and mm-hmm. um, I have to learn, like we talked about earlier, to slow down. And um, for me, it's like I should always be better than what I am, and mm-hmm. that's just who I am as a person. I've I don't know where I even, like, I just remember being even a teenager and, like, working at Old Navy. I had to fold more T-shirts than they had to fold. Like, that's just my mentality. Mm -hmm. So um, I will say what I'm kicking ass at is being a mom. Like, I know he's well taken care of. I love on that little boy. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I may not be a Pinterest cookie mom, but I make sure that I at least get (laughs) to the store and get cookies for his class party. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, The kid is well-mannered. He's very sweet. He knows no stranger. um, And he knows what it takes to be successful. Um, you know, he is growing up with a single mom. And don't get me wrong, his um, his dad is amazing. I have great support. My ex-husband is such an amazing father. Um, but, you know, when he when my son's with me, you know, 99% of the time, he sees what it's like to run a business. I take him to my studio. He's got his own room in my studio. So he's with me with my clients. What a great example. Yeah, great, yeah. so he, he has his own room and he doesn't like to even stay in his room. He likes to come out and watch. Mm. Um, and it's funny, you know, even every time he sees, um, you know, a person running he says get a girl you know because he just hears mom say it all the time so we'll be in the car and we're driving and he sees someone working out he's like get a boy or get a girl and it's just you know he he's seeing that being healthy is a good thing it's a normal way of life um you know that it's not something that you should feel guilty about taking an hour out of your day to work out so um what i'm proud of is being a mom like i feel like that little boy is going to make such an impact on the world because it's just in him Um, spoken like a true mother so you know i'm very very proud out of the, the little boy he's grown to be. Um, what my Achilles heel is, is, is myself. Like I'm still learning about my health, um, my health journey. Like, like you said earlier, when it comes to the autoimmune disorders, um, every day you're learning something. 
So um, when I get a headache, I'm like, shit, I thought I was doing okay. Like, what do I need to analyze? Um, so my own health journey, I feel like, I mean, granted, I obviously, I still want to lose more weight and I still want to be able to lose about 25 more pounds. So that's still a goal for mine. Um, in business, like, I feel like that's my Achilles heel because owning your own brick and mortar is a whole new beast. Mm-hmm. It's not just online anymore. Um, and then I constantly have ideas in my head and I'm I need to learn to what is the word? Um, filter myself better. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't keep going three, four or five different directions at all times. I need to pick something and go for it. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, but I think those are always going to be everyone's Achilles. Yeah. I would love to dive into the business thing because this happens. That this is our wheelhouse. So are you okay sharing that? Because we have a lot of entrepreneurs Yeah, and I feel like this is an area also that, on social media, people mm-hmm. don't share. They don't talk about the struggle, how fucking hard it is, yeah. how expensive it is, how much money you're not that's, making. That's what kills me. So, like, you know, I'm like, damn, like, I'm an online trainer. Um, I actually still work full time. Like, I am an HR and marketing director for a franchise company, so oh. I still do that. I'm a trainer. So, okay, now is that the main source of your income? No, okay, absolutely so not. Training no, no, is no. taking over. That. No, oh okay. yeah, absolutely. Okay. But um, I'm one again, single mom mentality. Grind now, shine later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I. I do that. I have my studio. Um, I have product lines coming out, filming the reality show. So I do all this. And then I see someone on Instagram, you know, um, buying a brand new $1,500 suit or taking these elaborate vacations and brand new, you know, designer bags. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why do I not have a huge Louie on my arm? You know, that kind of thing. But, um, I have to realize you have to spend money to make money and it does your first couple years in business are always the hardest. But I'm I'm actually, you know what? Like, you know, I I told you guys a story of where I was just even 3 years ago, like buy, you know, 5 years ago buying a pizza to last me. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> you know, not at all. That's I'm just thing. very very at, smart with my money look now. Look where you're at now. Yeah, I'm just, I've become almost like a money hoarder. Do you know what I mean? So like I like like squirrel and like keep it all in the bank and like want to invest in things like that. So um, yeah, like when entrepreneur is such a different, like you have to love it. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no gray area. You either love it or you don't, you know, and it's a grind and it's a lot of hard work, Um, but I'm open to any entrepreneur ideas. Well, this is why why I wanted you to ask (laughs) us, like when you you look at your business right now and you look at it as a whole and you're obviously trying to grow it. um, There's no doubt your passion in your heart, everything is in the right place. I got no advice for you there. I mean, I believe that that's, that's what's going to continue to make you grow and and Mm -hmm. be successful. I'm actually uh, interested in helping, or if we can talk about openly on the show, us when you look at yourself on the business side like what would you ask us like you know hey i'm thinking about maybe doing this what are your guys' thoughts on it more than likely if you're thinking about doing something with your business about your location one of us have probably done that Mm -hmm. multiple times at at one point in our career and probably have something decent or opinion to say about it yeah well i mean obviously when you have your own brick and mortar you know it's just growing that in general you know what can you do are you going to start opening more are you going to become a chain are you going to add more trainers like you know that's this is all so new for me like literally I'm starting from the bottom when it comes to opening your own business and a lot of trainers are where I am you know what I mean like where do I go next like every day is like what do I do well you know the first thing I could say with that is uh, you have to decide uh, very now if you haven't already what the ultimate goal is with the brick and mortar is is it to do is your goal with the brick and mortar to be make that the primary source of your business and to explode and grow that or 
Is that more because you like to learn from working with people one-on-one, you enjoy the time, mm-hmm. and you just want it to, to take care of itself? Yeah, that's that's where I am with it. Okay. Because um, it's know, a different approach. Absolutely. It's a way different approach. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of trainers who are like, girl, are you crazy? Like, I'd love to be in your spot. Like, you've got a great list mm-hmm. of clients. You know, <laughs> your overhead is low. Like, you can do this and whatever. But I do it because I honestly love the interaction with my the people and the clients. Um, it gets me out of my own head for a little mm-hmm. bit. Do you know what I mean? So I love that. Um, what I want, I am like a behind the scenes, like I want to be like a Martha Stewart. Does that make mm-hmm, sense? Like mm-hmm. that woman is behind the scenes in so many things that you wouldn't think she's behind the scenes of. And bars at one point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want oh, yeah. that part of Martha Stewart, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just, I want to be Ankle involved. Bracelets. Yeah. Maybe I can start designing those. Um, no, but I like want to, I want to build a company I just don't know where I want to go. Does that make sense? Like I have a product line I'm coming out with. Yes. Well, that yeah. Um, no, so no. that's one thing. Like we talked about personal training. You're training dollars for hours. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be 50 years old still training 13 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you so mean. So exactly. that's like exit strategy. Yeah, yeah I want it exactly. I do this because I love it. I don't want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like product lines with fitness. Um, you know, I don't know. Like there's just so many ideas going on in my head. I just need to mind map them out. Well, I'll tell you what, Erica. Mm-hmm. I it, I've been an entrepreneur or self-employed now for 15. I think 15 years. And it took me 15 years to truly, because I always had some kind of a vision and ideas, mm-hmm. but it took me 15 years to really clearly see what's happening. That started with Mind Pump. So it took me that long to get to this point. And so- Great. What, so I've got 10 more years. You no, might. Not necessarily. You have Mind Pump on your side. Yeah, no, yeah. You've got, you've actually got, mind pump, I've got pump. 10 more years. I feel like I, I could have shaved at least seven years yeah. off if I had the future us talking yeah. to yeah. us. Well, it's not just, but it's, it's not just, not that I'm telling you it's going to take you that long because it might, it, it might take, you might do it n- next week. Yeah. My point is uh, to be be okay with it. Like be, be what's it? don't judge yourself so harshly. And here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of times we look at where we're at and we judge it because we should be doing better. Yes. And if we if we say to so ourselves, much, yes. if we say to ourselves, I'm happy with what I'm doing, I'm happy with my body, I'm happy with where I'm at in business, we think those of us who are super entrepreneur minded or hardcore minded, we think that means we're going to settle you're for being it. You're complacent. That's yes. not the same thing. Yeah. Complacency is not the same thing as loving where you're at and loving yourself. Right. Yeah. For example, there's a big difference between Working out because you hate your body and working out because you, you love, love your it. body. Mm-hmm. It's a very big difference. So you can sit there and say to yourself, holy shit, I am really happy mm-hmm. with where my business at. I'm really happy with the way I look. And that doesn't mean you're going to be complacent because I think we're afraid of that. We're afraid of saying I'm happy with right now. Oh shit, because I'm going to stop now. Right. It's well, that's not why the I said everyone thing. thinks that you have to chase the next big thing. Like you can never be okay with where you are yeah. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. we're in a generation where we constantly have to get better and chase getting better but there's nothing wrong with like being like yes I own my shit but yeah I, I get it for sure there's I, gonna I be th- a point in the future that you will look back in, in you know let's say 10-15 years from now you're super successful making tons of money business is great everything's awesome and you're gonna look back on these days I promise you remember I said this you're going to look back on these days and you're going to remember them fondly. Yeah. And you're going to go, oh, man, I, I remember those days. I miss those days when it was so 
it was smaller, it was more pure, and all the mm-hmm. things that right now we tend to take for granted. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, you guys, we're, I'm mind pump in California doing a podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like five years ago, I was splitting a pizza, you know, to make ends meet. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, I totally get it. There's times where I have to sit down. Like we we tend, I tend to go through the motions so much because I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do next. I got to do yeah. next that I don't stop and breathe. Like even yesterday on the plane, I was like, holy crap, I was able to buy a plane ticket, stay, you know, be able to go shopping off the airplane and do all this stuff. And I did. I seriously sat on the plane. I was like, I'm doing this. Like, this is me. So awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we've talked a lot about like the psychological side, the emotional side of the business and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could give you just some pure business advice, kind of where you're at and what's happening, um, I would tell you to love your ideas, but don't marry them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people like us that are super ambitious, uh, opportunities are hitting you left and right right now. And this sounds awesome. This, That's a great piece of advice. Everything yeah. sounds Absolutely. fucking awesome. And you're the type of person that could technically kill almost any one of those ideas if you want to. If you put your mind to mm-hmm. it, you and you know that I love about, you boys. Can you just come home and sit with me and tell me this all the day? <laughs> well, you, you know this about yourself, right? I mean, uh, you have people, that attitude. Yeah, right? people yeah. like you, like us. You you have to have that attitude yeah. to to get where you're at. So you have that. Now that also again become could can become your Achilles heel mm-hmm. because you want to entertain every business idea and every idea does sound great. But then, like you mentioned earlier, that you know, time is money, man, yep. and and your time is very valuable to you. So, mm-hmm. uh, being able to step outside, okay, yourself, and you know, I'm excited. Oh my god, this sounds great! I got a product line. I to do this. Oh my god, I'm gonna make shirts for this. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna run boot camps all over the country. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm gonna do a reality. And the next thing you know, it's like yeah. you're really trying to do like ten different like. Oh, there's, I do. There's yeah. a, that's each one of those things could be a million dollar business by itself. Yeah. You know, and so. We sometimes we get this shotgun approach of like I'm gonna just fucking do all of it, and then the one that uh, the one that's gonna make it is gonna present itself to me, and that's the one I'm gonna mm-hmm. do, and then I'll just fuck all the rest of them. Where um, it doesn't necessarily work that way because they're all requiring energy from you. So if I could give you business advice, I would say to evaluate that where you're currently at and love your ideas, but, but don't, don't marry them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read an article a while ago that resonated so strongly on this particular thing, and it, it the question was. Are you an entrepreneur or are you an artist? Mm-hmm. And I read that one. It, did you? Mm-hmm. So the difference, I guess, between an entrepreneur and artist is an entrepreneur will have a business and no one to leave. Yeah. An artist will fucking grind it out and yeah. stay with it because they're so passionately attached to it. Now, mm-hmm. the caveat is that the most successful people in the world are both. Mm-hmm. The most successful people in the world are entrepreneurs who are also artists, but who've learned uh, through trial and error or through mentorship uh, that uh, you need to, like Adam say uh, said, it's okay to not be married to some of the thing, these things you're so passionate about. Like, oh my God, I love, you know how hard it was for me to sell my wellness facility? It was mm-hmm. one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made in my life. And and it wasn't because it was making me a shit ton of money. It wasn't. You were attached to it. it I was so attached to uh, the people there. And, you know, I, used to, I think to, it kept me up at night. I think to mm-hmm. myself like, what are these clients going to do without me? Yeah. Like they've been training them for 10 years and I've been a staple in the community for so long and my people come in and they feel safe there. Like what's going to happen to all these people? I've got these trainers that that work there that run their businesses out of there. And, you know, I, I was so like, and it, it became, it became my Achilles heel mm-hmm. and it was a very difficult thing to do, but it was the best decision I could have ever made for both myself and for a lot of those clients because a lot of those clients got to learn how to work with other people. They got to right. learn to do some of the stuff on their own and that's of course all in hindsight. So, I mean, great, 
great yeah, piece of advice. Yeah, to add on to that too, like, can you sell your business? Like, that's not something I'm mm-hmm. always constantly yeah. asking myself. If I'm doing anything, you know, anymore, I'm like, is this something that, you know, I can step out of or am I fostering people underneath me mm-hmm. to then come through and take over this business? So right. uh, that's another thing that we're still if we have an Achilles heel right now, it's it's we we've we've recognized that we need to bring people in and we need to bring them in and to run certain legs of our business in order to run at an even higher rate to to meet up with the growth because mm-hmm. you're growing astronomically. Oh, and that's and my a, thing for sure. I pace. need help and yeah. I'm a control freak when it comes to my, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think with any new business, you're a control freak because I'm like, oh, it's my personalization and that's why they work with me. It's because they're not talking to someone who's not the mm-hmm. actual person. Like I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many emails I get that go, how often will Erica help me? And I'm like, hey girl, hey, it's actually me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, yeah, that's, that's for sure one of my biggest problems is I need someone to help me. Now, have you had situations now that you've gone through what you did with your health uh-huh. and the whole process of losing the weight, autoimmune, and yeah. now, you're, now you're training people? Have you had encounters with, with clients that you've had to tell them, hey, I think you need to back off on the exercise? Or yes. I think you need to. Okay, how was that? Yeah, I how do it all go? the time. <laughs> um, I'm just very honest with them like there's some you, when you're a trainer that's a you tough have to be, conversation yeah with, when you're yeah. a trainer you have to be a chameleon um i think like any even just a business person you have to be a chameleon like i need to be able to go walk into a room full of ceos and talk on their level and then no offense guys talk to you guys i'm just kidding <laughs> what the hell and shit and all these f-bombs and stuff shit. like that right but um you just have to learn how to feed that person the information in a way that they're going to be able to absorb it the correct way and not be offended by it. There's some girls that I can be like, listen, you're freaking crazy. Stop it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to do the right thing. And then there's some people that I need to be very educated with them. I need to give them the facts. I need to show them statistics. Like, you have to defeat it to them differently. But I'm just so used to it now. It's easy for me, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, I have I mean, I have to have that conversation a lot of the times. Now, has that changed from before you got sick to now? Yes. Like before, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. What was it before? What would you have said before to somebody? I think I was more like coddling people before. Mm. Like I was very mama bear, like, oh, well, you know, let him let him work it out themselves. But now that I've gone through it and how scary, like I can't keep using that word enough. It it was scary. Like I was waking up every day going, am I going to live today? Like that's Mm. how scary you feel. Um, I don't want anyone to go through that. If I can help them avoid it, why not? Do you know what I mean? But I also think that a lot of my clients had went through that with me because I was renting out that space in in a local gym when I was sick. So there was times where I would come in to the gym and I would look like I looked tore up from the floor up, you know, and my (laughs) clients were like, oh, snap, you know, Mm -hmm. so they a lot of them went through it with me. Um, So I I think it's just I don't know, just putting it out there and being more open and about it. Like my post, I don't talk much about it, but I do talk about it, you know, um, when I go live or I've had a couple posts where I talk about it. just think being honest, like if I can help you avoid feeling the way I felt, uh, that's why I'm going to be aggressive with you because it's it's awful and I never want anyone to feel that way. You you connect very strongly, mm-hmm. especially to women. Yeah. Very, very strongly. How How is the experience in fitness different or how you've seen different for for women than it is for men because I see a lot of differences mm-hmm. between the two of them. It seems like, I hate to say this, 
Okay, go ahead. Um, I, for women, it's um, so emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have a more personal attachment to it. Um, our weight and our bodies. Now, granted, you guys, it's it's really close to you guys too. You know, your aesthetics and the way you look and your PRs and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but women, we chase a feeling versus a look. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. Explain that. Um, we we take it so personal to the point where it will really affect the way you feel about yourself when you wake up in the morning. Mm. Um, I think guys feel that a little bit, but not as much like girls can wake up. And the first thing that they do will look at themselves in the mirror and tear themselves apart. Mm -hmm. You know, I know so many of my clients who will wake up or, you know, I, I start training at 645 in the morning. And the first thing I hear come out of their mouth is, Oh, I'm so bloated today. And Oh my gosh, why do I feel like this when two days ago I felt amazing? And why, and they just, I hate this about myself. Can we work this? What's on my plan today? Because my, this looks so bad and I can't stand this about myself. And they just like, it is. It's funny you say that so because bad. I actually feel this is something that is equal. Really? Men just express it differently. Yeah. I think we're just more. Our, the way our insecurities explain. come out by puffing our chest out yeah. and, and doing things mm. that uh, are, I mean, to me, I. I go through that same that same thing. So where you I'm, guys identify who you are based off the way you look. Yeah. So okay. just just like women do, and there's Jeff, there's the total emotional side. It's just how the two sexes mm-hmm. react. Yeah. To. Well, I think reaction and is express, huge. Right? Reaction in the way they express is huge. Like, um, oh man, I can't tell you how many times I've had people literally drop and cry in the middle of their workout sessions with me. That means you're an effective trainer. You know what I mean? Um, it happens. Or At a really shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Screw one you. Yeah. Screw it could, you. It could be one or the other. I'm just just saying. You had to go there. Appreciate it. Yeah. Brother, I never had, never Adam. wanted. <laughs> um, but it's Adam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says things. He was my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. No, we're just gonna have to like whatever. Um, but no, like it's um, you know, I've had a lot of women just drop and cry in the middle of their workout sessions because it's really tapping into their emotions mm-hmm. and and things like that, and what you can do in fitness really brings out who you are as a person too I've, I've just I've grown a, such a connection to it on that level you know like everyone has I think so but when it comes to um, the way Adam said like the expression and the way they react to things mm-hmm. is so different in, in fitness here's the difference that I see because I do I think it's the same in many ways but here's the difference uh, where I see there's a big difference between men and women in fitness is that men don't seem to judge each other Mm. Uh, oh, that's at, a good one. Nearly as yeah. harshly. There's less yeah. pressure. I think. Like, like, yes. yeah. Like, if, that's like, if I, I'm in, I if I'm yeah. with a group of men and you know we're going to go to the pool and you know some of us are overweight, or, yeah. Like, we're not like looking at each other, going like <laughs> sizing each other up. Oh, we women might, do. We, we might do that with with money or with our cars and stuff like that. But when it comes to our bodies. Nobody's like, you know, like if they're, if we're hanging out and there's a funny guy, but he's got a big belly, no one's gonna be like that fat guy over I mean, there. Yeah, we just we tend to think about we it. tend yeah. to not be so harsh. The ego, yeah. the ego is is equally powerful in both. It's just how we express it. Each, yeah. each sex has their like. You just hit it on the head when you said that men have right. this. We you know our way of showing our insecurities it's is by what what we drive and those type of things. Women's are the opposite. You know what I'm saying? About we're just, how we look. Yeah, exactly. Bodies. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's both driven from our ego and our insecurities. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm here to let you guys know you're all 100 percent aesthetically pleasing. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. All right. I spent like all right, all right, I spent all right. like 15 yeah. minutes this morning on my beard and hair. Don't get don't get excited, Justin. She can't see that far. She doesn't have glasses. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Well, she, she, she's just fine. What? <laughs> That's why she you know picked that seat right exactly. across. Exactly. Uh, before don't get jealous. You know, before we, I mean, I guess before we sign off or anything, what are, how would you like to end with your, like, what, what are the message you'd like to share 
with people who are tuning in to listen to you either for the like, for the first time because mm-hmm. there's gonna be people who've never you know followed you or heard from you yeah. uh, before like what, mm-hmm. what, what what would you like to share to them um honestly that just do you you know what I mean I just think that's so important when it comes to fitness wellness and just in general like that phrase goes so be- far beyond what fitness is um, do you and learn who you really are that's what I've learned through this whole journey is um, like you know Adam touched point on is you know stop identifying stop stop judging your worth on how you look that's not what fitness is about and I think that's what fitness has grown to be about is you are you know only so high based on how you look you're only so low based on how you look and that's just not how it is at all and I've really learned that the hard way living this out on social media do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. well it's hard when people like us are are trying to build a business around mm -hmm. it too and yeah I'll tell you I struggled big time so when I first got on right and I I met this kid in my uh, late 20s and he was in his early 20s and he had built a business mm-hmm. around his social media. And I was so fascinated by this that I was like, holy shit, I need to do this. Yeah. You know, I need to figure out how to do this. And I, at, before that time, I really didn't get on Facebook and Instagram didn't even exist at the time. And then Instagram comes and I get on it and I start posting and I'm just, you know, I'm watching what everybody else is doing, trying to figure out, okay, what this this guy who has a million followers and this one has this many followers, what is he doing? What is mm-hmm. she doing? And the, I found myself at the beginning trying to mirror a lot of that because yes. they were, because mm-hmm. regardless if it was truly me or not, I felt like I'm trying to build this business and so that's, that's what you have to do. To that's be what successful. I have to do to be mm-hmm. successful. And yeah. so, and I remember about when we, when we really started diving into mind pump and it was such a, such a relief for me when my mind, mind pump became bigger than I had ever built my social media. And then I really truly felt like my social media became me mm-hmm. for once. I felt like I didn't have to post these things or do these things that people would, I didn't give a fuck anymore. Cause at yeah. that point I, I cared all, I cared yeah. about was mind pump and yeah. so then truly I was like well I gotta work keep my- your way to zero fucks yeah it, literally no it, <laughs> that's it, my advice it's, yeah. I, it really is I, and I think the I think the message I'm trying to give is that the sooner that you can get there the better it is because now I actually feel good about it I love talking to people on my social media I, I enjoy posting when I can post mm-hmm. because I do I, I don't give a fuck anymore I'm posting what's either on my mind what I'm currently reading and thinking or right. whatever like it's me now where before it was more like what is everybody else doing to what get do people expect you to do yes mm-hmm. and i and i feel like a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. this I think, oh yeah i right? mean again i've said it a million times i struggle with it every single day do you know what i mean yeah. so that's why every day it's learning for me to do me and appreciate what i have to offer and what i have to offer we all have different strengths right mm-hmm. so um in the fitness world there's so many people out there you know we're not there's i mean it's that Instagram account's not going to get everyone and well, appeal to everyone. Think about, it, think about it though. I always like to go back to like the business because they're part of me. I'll, I'm not going to lie. When I was doing it, I still said, I don't give a fuck if this doesn't totally, this isn't totally me because I'm trying to convert this into dollars. Mm-hmm. It was this social media to me has never been like it is probably for generation Z kids where it's like, this is a part of their life. Right. For me, it was something it's that business. I, it was something mm-hmm. that I added to my life to enhance my business life. Right. And so I've always had that mentality on it, but what I realized, and it took me to go full circle. So if you look deep into my Instagram, I, my likes and views and things like that were way higher mm-hmm. than they are now. And mind pumps 10 times bigger than mm-hmm. what my Instagram ever was. So for those listening that don't realize this, 
you know, what really fucking matters on that stuff. If you're doing this for business, right? If mm-hmm. you're whatever, I'm not, I'm not trying to Your talk likes to you. and cl- yeah, that, that shit does not, it, what, what really converts to dollars is, and what will, will connection. Yes. yes it's the connection, yes, mm-hmm. connection that you make with people and what you, and so yeah, Absolutely. for, and so if you're a high school kid coming out or like that and all you care about a popularity contest, well then yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Keep posting half naked pictures. It doesn't pictures. get you anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But if you literally are doing this for a business, don't be afraid to be more of yourself mm-hmm. and to, to get less likes or less yeah. views because so important. those people that would ever even consider buying something from you anyways, mm-hmm. those ones are the ones that are paying attention and that are interacting with you. The other fuck sticks that are just doing double hit like because you're <laughs> half naked, those people well, aren't buying shit. It's, it's funny you say that. Pogo like sticks. I've really kind of, since I got sick, especially, um, I think my messages have kind of changed without me thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I think the way... I put myself out there has changed and um, my likes have gone down. My following, the way the rapid growth has slowed down. Um, but it's funny because you're so right when it comes to connection. Like so many business people constantly think, I got to get new. I got to get new. I got to get new. No, if you feed in and truly connect to what you have, that's what grows you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I, I've really noticed this past year, was, especially since getting sick, is how different my pages become Mm -hmm. and it's not as vanity driven anymore. I mean, that's still there. I mean, what girl doesn't like to do that? Right. But, um, (laughs) that's still there, but it's, it's different. And like I, the, the content I put out there is a lot different. Um, and I don't even know if you know, like I put more of like my clients on there, like Mm -hmm. put this, you know, spotlight on them and, um, yeah, but that's so true. You have a great balance. I really, yeah. I enjoy, uh, re- you're actually one of the few people like that's been a guest or been on a show that I still have the time to kind of go back and look at your stuff mm-hmm. and read through. So I try to make sure I stay in touch and I think you give, that's what we always liked about you. Like, you know, when we first brought you on the show, you know, it's, it's not like you're some, uh, you know, authoritative position in fitness, like Elaine Norton or right. like, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, Dom Diagostino or a name like that. But what we liked was, you know what, how you, how you connected to people, the story that you were sharing, you had a, you have a great story and you are, you're, you're so open and honest with yourself and you're real with the people that are paying attention to you. To me, that's so much more powerful. Sure. Maybe these doctors that we bring on here that are super educated and mm-hmm. this is their field is going to be able to talk circles around you in fitness. Well, but yeah, for who, sure. <laughs> but who gives a fuck? Because a lot of those pe- those guys don't connect with a lot of the people that are listening. And so that's why, you know, we've always enjoyed watching you and watching what you're doing and excited. You've to see got a good message grow. and mm-hmm. more people need to have. We, we like that message in fitness and we try to foster it. And we try to help it grow. And it doesn't have to be mind pumping. Like mm-hmm. we're, we have no affiliation with you. Right. But we like to promote it because that's the kind of message that we like mm-hmm. to see, you know, grow. And, you know, I'll say this when it comes to social media followers, for those people who are doing it for business. 100 followers who follow you for your message mm-hmm. are far more effective yep. business-wise than 1,000 followers who Way just follow you to oh, look yeah. at your pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I co- My page is that. a perfect example of that. You know, I have a page that's as powerful as you know, pages that are you know, five times as big, but it's because I, just, I connect a little differently with my, with mm-hmm. my followers. So uh, you know, for those of you who are doing social media for business and for fitness, um, no message will come across as effectively as one that you truly feel and are truly passionate about, and that truly reflects who you are. Be you know, be honest with what your flavor is, and put that out there. And you might not get as many followers, uh, but the ones you get, you'll be able to connect with, and then that can turn into a business. And because mm-hmm. it's passion driven, because you believe in it, you're probably going to do. Uh, make things better for a lot of people. Hashtag preach. That's it. <laughs> That's Can it. I get an amen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll end right there. Uh, check this out. If you like Mind Pump, go to YouTube. Check out Mind Pump TV. We post a brand new video 
every single day. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.